Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey there, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team is going to conclude our conversation about Deep Space Nine Season 3. Uh, we talked last time about our favorite episodes, least favorite episodes, general feelings about the season. I think Quark and the Ferengi people are the MVPs of this season. I think yes. consistently yeah. the, the Ferengi trilogy, for lack of a better term, ended up in the top tier of all, all, all mm-hmm. our lists. Yeah. I love the Ferengi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is so weird for a, a species that was so dumb when they were introduced. Yeah. Like, next generation was kind of like, oh, the Ferengi. Ooh, yeah. the Ferengi. They're going to be the new Klingons. Be afraid of the it... Ferengi. And then they're like, da, 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 da. <laughs> weird little gremlin mm-hmm. kind of people. <laughs> they're kind of hobbits. Like, they're circle yeah. doors. And... Yeah. That's why they're, they like, they're, down. they're capitalistic hobbits. Yeah. I, yeah. It's weird that capitalism can be that endure, like uh, endearing. <laughs> you say endearing. Uh, you know, I, I get what you mean. <laughs> okay, revise the sentence. Capitalists can be that endearing. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. Yes. Some of them. Some right. Ferengi are just flat out awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ferengis. And I, you're the, just like, ew. <laughs> oh, my God. Every, the, the having to pay for everything, standing, mm-hmm. sitting, the that elevator. That cracks me up, though. And I'm just like sitting there going like, <laughs> Why does this seem so familiar? <laughs> I That cracks me up because it seems like it's not necessarily a hard and fast rule of Ferengi society. Right. But that you can just declare it so because you can make money off of it. Somebody yes. just decided, oh, I'm going to charge you money for using my stairs. And suddenly that just catches on and everyone's okay with it. Everyone has a they fucking tip it. jar. Yeah. Including like in their houses where like that. Because like, I mean, the auditor had to give money to like quirk or whatever just to enter into the use my door fuck you and it's like here's my little like mason jar with tips written on it in sharpie <laughs> yep there, there's a part uh. of that that's just i mean you're just like ew it's all capitalism but at the second time I'm like Haha, that's funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just and the they're i actually really enjoy how they built up like the culture like that they're because it's like the way, because I, the actor's reactions to everything was like, oh my God, you're wearing clothes. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> Mom, there's people here. And, and I was like, there's, that's the same reaction of you going to your widowed mother's, like your, your mother who is a widow's house and realizes that she's like, I live alone. So I'm just going tits out all the time. And you go home and you're like, Mom, you're like 80. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, it's the same exact fucking way. I don't know. I just, there's so much that's good that I feel like also the Ferengi were built in a way that I kind of do humor. Because I feel like so many of these things were off the cup improv things that they were like, well, fuck, now it's in the show now. We got to make the ladies naked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that vibe is certainly there. Armin Shimmerman like was very close with all the like the guest Ferengi actors mm-hmm. who played Nog and Rom and any of the guests like uh, why am I blanking the actress's name Andrea Martin Andrea Martin who plays Moogie in this episode uh, he would always have like 
ad hoc rehearsal sessions at his house oh so that he could God. work out Ferengi business. <laughs> That's amazing. And even for the guest stars, he's like, yeah, come on over to the house. We're going to we're gonna work on this stuff and, and just work the vibe out. Ferengi tete-a-tete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much you want to bet Armin Shimmerman actually has the rules of acquisition memorized? Oh, he has. Possible. <laughs> he wrote a quark novel. Uh, uh, I mean, at a certain point, you just have to. Yeah. You just got to get that sh- shit embroidered on a tapestry hanging on your and, wall. <laughs> and then they would also, they put together a, like, just a very stripped down stage show that they would do at conventions. <laughs> like, and I can't remember what the, the context of it was, but, uh, like, uh, Aaron Eisenberg and Max Grodenschick and uh, Armin Shimmerman would do conventions together a lot, and then... One night in the convention, he's like, oh, you go into the one hall, and they're going to do a Ferengi stage show for everybody. And it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I, mm. I just yeah. want a Ferengi show. A Star Trek Ferengi. Yeah. Next Ferengi generation. Ferengi's forever. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's the longest title ever, because you get paper word. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about that in the commercial break that got edited but like i i do i love that that scene when they're over the dinner table or whatever and quark and moogie are arguing and rom is like what does rom say she's like old times we're all sitting around talking about the issues of the day (laughs) and then uh eating poop grubs (laughs) right quark and and moogie are closest to the camera and they both almost break the fourth wall. I don't think they quite look at the camera, yeah. but they both turn their head towards the camera, yeah. like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> and like, and then later when Moogie is like, "Quark, you're the most like me," and like they didn't really want to like reckon with that fact, yeah. and but it's 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 so much of that is like, yeah, no, you you two. I wish you'd get along a little bit better because we're just alike. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. I'm just like, okay, come on, Quirk. Like, you can put two and two together. Like, your mom's good at this. Your mom's good at this. You love money and your mom's good at this. (laughs) Is there a way that you could just have her keep making profit, but you just assign your name to it? Because I bet you that's probably a little bit of what her husband did. (laughs) Sounds like he was shit at money. (laughs) Like, just like, come. It's like, just hire her as your accountant. (laughs) Who has to know it's your mom? You give her a stipend. That's her paycheck. <laughs> it's also weird that she she only took her clothes off for Rom. <laughs> She's it's like, a little okay, creepy, and the, like, but like weird. with the context, it was like that's nice. Because after yeah. that, he was totally like, okay, this is my mom again. Yay! Yeah. He was so happy. <laughs> so I just have to keep reversing so it in my head. Of like, it's, right. it's the same as the mom tits out, going like, it's my house. I can do what I want. And be like, mom, you're like, well, for you're my favorite for child, you, I'll so I'll put on a robe. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I talking like my grandmother? <laughs> I'm like, hmm, maybe there's some uh, personal childhood trauma there. <laughs> and, and then somehow in, uh, earlier in uh, House of Quark, when Quark actually ends up being a very good head of household for a Klingon family. Yes! <laughs> He's brave. He Everybody is! He's brave. Fringy are like cowering <laughs> cowards. Like, no, like, maybe a lot of them are, but everybody in that family, A plus, A plus yeah, all around. Yes. Like, yeah, they do underhanded things occasionally, but. That's their cultural context. Right. Yeah, that's um, like literally. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. but they are. They, I I want to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Like when you said uh, you were starting to put together a, a Star Trek role playing game, like I want to be a Frankie. I say that <laughs> yeah. not because of Brunt or Zek or any of of the absolute a <laughs> holes that showed up on TNG. I'm talking about the House of Quark. Yes, <laughs> and the th- the thing that I really liked about House of Quark is the 
the fact that he broke down Klingon culture so completely. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, oh, their entire thing is about honor. Well, I'm going to show them how honorable this really is. He's like, fine, fucking kill me. And <laughs> like a person, I have no, like this duel is a farce. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can win against you. And everyone here knows it. Like you were just committing, like <laughs> it's execution with extra steps. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, and I just, Gowron's like, wait. He's right. What <laughs> right. the fuck is wrong with right. you? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas five minutes prior to that, he's like, if you will check column G, subsection A, right. like, as you will see, the quarterly income is, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh my God, he's boring Gowron with spreadsheet talk, and, and I love it. <laughs> and yet, like, he was actually showing Gowron, like, no, this idiot stole, like, has been stealing money constantly from this house. Like, this is all organized. Like, I'm telling you how he did it. And then immediately turned it on its head and was just sort of like, and your culture sucks. <laughs> like, here's what's actually happening. <laughs> if if Quirk or that, or the, oh, I forget what her name was, the, the Klingon wife that he takes. Grilka. Huh? Grilka. Grilka. Like... In another world, those two, I think, could be completely happy together. Yes. <laughs> if either of them wanted that life. Well, okay. <laughs> Small Klingon aside, though, I love the fact that the divorces are apparently the wife slapping and saying, get out of my house, and then that's it. That's the it's divorce. It's totally no, opposite people. of the Ferengi. Like, the right. women are like, no, I have the power in this situation. It's very Viking. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, of course, like, I'd like a divorce, please. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading something... This is non-Star Trek, but it does kind of go back into Klingons. I remember reading something along the lines of um, math was considered women's magic Mm. in, like, (laughs) Scandinavian countries, like, around the Viking Age. It was just, like, women took hold of the household and they did all the finances because that was women's work. Because they're real good at fiddly bits. (laughs) And, like, that's that's a magic that the men cannot understand. (laughs) And so... Um, and let's, and and women were, they were keeper of the keys and keeper of the household. Like Mm -hmm. by divorcing, she kicked the husband out and then they had to go find somewhere else to live. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I like the Klingons kind of have that vibe a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about Kaiwin. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) That's the correct answer. That's objectively true. There's very few cases in the universe, both fictional and real, when you can look at somebody and go, fuck that bitch, and there's not an argument. Yeah. Pulaski. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. But even then, she, I, 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 gun to my head, I have to spend the day with Pulaski or with Kai Wynn, it's Pulaski. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, of the lesser yeah. evil kind of thing? Pulaski mm-hmm. at least tried to save a few lives and, and <laughs> somewhere. Pulaski, Pulaski I could been... put, like, earbuds. Like, like, yes. Like, yeah, and then, like, but Kai Wynn, I'll be like, that bitch is gonna stab me in my back. I have to be on 24-7. I'm gonna be vigilant. <laughs> Kai Wynn keeps getting away with it. Like, yeah. Pulaski was kicked off after a year. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, Pulaski, we don't like your vibe. And I think you've been jumping around from ship to ship because nobody likes your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Kaiwan was like, oh, man, yeah, she's terrible. But she does a lot of things that make sense about, you know, being an asshole. And I think <laughs> we should do that. She has great PR people. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the problem. We need to get rid of her PR team. Yeah. So now Mission Impossible, Deep Space Nine, <laughs> we're going to go assassinate Kaiwan's PR team. No, I... Her fate is really wild <laughs> the end but like this is a woman and you and i talked about this mm-hmm. uh this is a woman who came onto the scene trying to kill keiko who the yes. fuck tries to kill keiko <laughs> <laughs> didn't do nobody no harm yeah. keiko like, is the best 
he shows up one week and wants to kill Garrick, and I'm like, I'm against it, but I understand why you want to do it. Garrick probably did something. Now it's all like a film noir murder mystery. I'm into it. But she tried to kill Keiko and children. Yeah, right. Yeah, she introduces herself like, hi, children should be murdered. And their teachers, especially Keiko. I don't like nobody named Keiko. I'm Kai Wynn. It's like, yeah, uh, Bajoran supremacy, apparently, is my entire thing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a little upset that O'Brien's personal mission is not to kill the Kai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that should have been the B plot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I really liked how I, I don't know. I feel like they've done this. It, it Star Trek in general does this, but I, I really appreciated how Doctor Bashir just calls her out on her shit. Like actually says it. Like doesn't leave the subtext explains to the audience you're a coward and you killed him so that you wouldn't have to lose face because that's what she fucking did like i like how they're like no we're not gonna leave it to interpretation she's the bad guy (laughs) we're gonna tell you she's the bad guy (laughs) what's funny about that episode is um that's life support Mm -hmm. um is i even fell for her shit for like half a second in there because there's a moment don't give me that look there's a moment where she almost seems vulnerable almost she's like i don't know how to do these negotiations and i'm like like brile set all of this up and i don't know what i'm doing like she was almost but like it was all for her own Mm -hmm. ends yeah and so there's more i was like oh because i wrote on here it's like she's almost vulnerable here and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh just kidding like she immediately went into like you know, her and the thing is, face Hitler jam after that. She's <laughs> probably correct. She probably does not know how to negotiate because every single negotiation she's ever been has ended a bomb threat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like or the threat of civil war. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. She also like it's well developed, and I don't know if we've really seen it yet, but as time goes on, that her whole shtick is coming from a place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. She is pious. But unfavored by the gods. Yeah. They, because she'll eventually say she's never been, she's looked at orbs all the time, but they never give her any visions. Like, yeah. the prophets are like, Yeah, we don't like this bitch. <laughs> she's corporeal and kind of a lot. Let's send yeah. her back. Yeah. <laughs> and so then she's got jealous, jealousy of, like, the Deep Space Nine crew, because, man, they'll they'll hand them visions all they, Right. Bork got Bork a vision. Bork got a vision. Yeah. Bork got a fucking vision. And, and, and had he a, did it wrong, but he got a fucking vision. I don't think he did it all that wrong. He had a meeting of the minds just as no. effectively as Cisco did with the prophets. No, like, I, hey, I, just, like, I don't like his Republican argument that he had. <laughs> the whole, like, if we give them handouts, they won't want to work. I'm like, and even the prophets were like, that's a, that's a specious <laughs> argument. It doesn't make sense here. And he's like, but then Fine, he, we'll just keep bothering you. Okay, now that will respect. <laughs> right, yeah, he's like, he comes back around and says, I'm not going to leave if yeah. that's going to be the Fine, problem. And kick me out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we, we just need to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she and this human comes in and becomes the beloved religious figure that she would she wants to have been the right. emissary and the guy and the first minister and the coffee maker. And, I have no sense of self, so I need everyone to love me. And win best actress at the Bajoran Academy of Motion Picture <laughs> Art and Sciences. She's got to have that's everything. her problem. She went into religion instead of being an actress. Yeah. You know, if she was just a Bajoran actress, she'd actually probably be okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably borderline. 
No I mean, fucking kidding. <laughs> Tell us. Now, granted, none of us are mental health professionals by trade and right, right, shouldn't right. diagnose, but this is but fiction, really. so we can do it later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. as writers, we frequently write characters with these type of flaws to be like, the, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. 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 And the, the, the funny thing is, it's so is funny that, that borderline people, when you hear, like, oh, they got diagnosed as borderline, you're like, no. Every borderline person is so completely borderline. I don't know where this mystical border is that they're talking about. Because that's two miles wide. People just dance in it. But the sad thing is with when, like, like the character's fatal flaw kind of thing is the fact that if she wasn't up her own ass so much, Mm. she might actually have visions. She might actually calm down enough that, because I think the reason that she can't is the fact that she's so wrapped up in herself, she can't think about anyone else. She's a careerist in the sense. She wants to have glory for it. I mean, it sounds weird to be saying in these terms, but she literally is not in it for the profits. Like, Kira, we love Kira, but Kira is a true believer. She, Mm. like, is in it for... Like her I, entire I, self is devoted to the Bajorans yeah. and to the prophets. Like yes. the prophets, she gets a little religiously conservative at times, but she's literally like, I, I just, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm going to let these mystical figures right. guide me. And it's yeah, but even then, she'll get to a point where she's like, oh wait. I don't have to be an asshole. See, it's some of these religious people. Let me, let me talk. Like, like, okay, wait. Pat Robertson, he died. I hope he's burning in hell. But the whole goddamn life, he's like, I don't say terrible things. The Bible says these things, and I believe them. Like, no, you chose to right. say these things. You, you can't just say, I'm not responsible. God's responsible. We're all on earth. God left us behind. Man up and take some goddamn responsibility for your actions. Yeah. The devil is always supposed to tempt. On that note, we should go to a commercial break. <laughs> commercial! Commercial! <laughs> As part of the Cardassian Central Government's new initiative to celebrate our neighbors' achievements and their reflection upon Cardassia, I would like to personally invite every citizen to join us in celebrating the anniversary of when the Bajorans first landed on our planet 3,000 years ago. There will be food trucks and party favors. Kids under 12 get in free. Uh, With a special guest, Kai Wins Evangelism Hour. Now I want everyone in this Cardassian planet to let the prophets into their hearts. Because they haven't entered in my heart yet, and I think that's a fucking ripoff. <laughs> Messages of social enlightenment. Black lives matter. Yeah. Water is life. Yeah. Trans lives matter. Yeah. I gotta do one now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Paramount. Meet me at Mike One. Couple things here. Your commercial breaks are driving me up the wall. Just yes. like, hey, gonna go into the next act for a few seconds, and then now, wait, 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 commercial. Yes. Fuck off with that shit. I thought I was fine with my severe to moderate eczema. <laughs> a totally normal human thing to say. I'm not an alien. I am Grilka of the House of. The... Also, do you are you troubled by irregularity? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do really appreciate their prep commercials, though. Okay, second thing. Okay. So, this is going to be an ethos of biophysical media. So, there's uh, one of the new Star Trek shows, Star Trek Prodigy, made for kids, delightful, 
for adults. Charming show. Okay. Uh, they did a 20 episode season one. Uh, aired it in two pieces. Released a Blu-ray set of the first ten. Have yet to release a Blu-ray of the second ten. They were producing a second season. They're right at the end of finishing it up. Cancel the show. Take it off Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, like, within three days of the announcement, they took it down off the platform. Oh my God. So, you can't get the second half of this first season. I came in right after the announcement and picked up a Blu-ray of season of the first half of the season because yeah, yeah. I, I was, the prices have gone through the roof now. Mm. But, yeah, physical media. This streaming shit, it's bad for you. Right. <laughs> I really dislike, like, there's a part of me, there's like the, the top little tip of the iceberg is like, oh, wow, it's so convenient. Mm-hmm. But the bottom bit is the fact that, like, the streaming, you have no access, you don't actually access anything. They're, you're paying for the privilege to view it on somebody else's computer. Yeah. You have no actual, it's, and that includes, and, and by, by streaming, I include, all, obviously, all the TV shows and stuff like yeah. that. But also, um, ebooks. Mm-hmm. Music and, too, like and music. Kindle can take away all of the things, the yeah. stuff that you paid money for. They're mm-hmm. like, sorry, you were paying money to access the app on our computer, which might have the ebook, but we can just delete that file if yep. we want to, and well, we don't even have to give you your money back. Here, here's you, you, what you're paying for is a license to view the material. Fuck licenses, buy the book. <laughs> Technically, with physical media, you're only really paying for a license too, but. As a matter of practicality, you're not coming after my discs. Yeah. And B, good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, and also, like, when the power goes out, you're like, or, well, I guess not really power I was like, goes out, but. I need you there. to run that one through your head again one more time. <laughs> I, I got some real Wi-Fi recent experience. When the Wi Fi yeah. goes yeah. out, yeah. We can still watch all this shit. You don't right have here. a bunch of solar power batteries <laughs> just, we, like, <laughs> hanging around your house. We sure don't, there, Eris. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, I'm not a prepper, but I do. Like some of their uh, habits. Every once in a while, it sounds kind of good. Yeah. Well, mostly because I really like the idea of solar and wind-powered things. So I'm just like, this one runs off the sun. Mine. It's probably why I like plants, too. It sparks the same joy as a battery that runs off the sun. If a show's not making you money, I get it. Cancel it. That's fine. Mm. Or even, like, if you were about to air another season, but it's just not making the numbers, like, say, we're gonna air this season, and that'll be it. It's mm. two seasons. And Especially, like, you already made it. I get it. Like, I'm, I'm, like, world's a big, cruel place. Capitalism still exists. But the deletion of the material you've already yes. paid to release. Yes. No one else can enjoy this. Go away. Yeah. Right. And even then, okay, I understand the the, the way streaming is, you know, in this case, with Star Trek Prodigy, you don't even have all the episodes out on disc. There is not a way in the United States to get the second half of this season of this show. Mm-hmm. At it's all. Gone. Yeah. You can't even buy it on iTunes. It's only exists in memory. Yep. In Which... the memory hole, to borrow an Orwell phrase. If you enjoy whatever the hell that was, <laughs> then you might enjoy the other podcasts on PartyApocalypse.com, including... Or Disorganized, a Corona Minds podcast with your host Z, Laura, and me. They air on Mondays. Uh, we also have Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show, Donna, Kenzie, and myself. We also have full runs of Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter, As the Myth Turns, and The Fourth Wall. Books, blogs, movie reviews, and nothing else. 
Z, do you have anything to plug? I do. I have a TikTok at underscore. It's just Z underscore. Yeah. Eris? Nothing. All right. Love of my life? Nah, I'm good. All right. Then let's go back to <laughs> our show. <laughs> talk about Cardassian politics? Yes, strangely. Yes, (laughs) lay it on me. I mean, just the little bits that we get in here, it's like this weird system of like military, what what are they, what are the Obsidian Order is the like, military intelligence. Yeah. It's military intelligence, but then the rest of the government is just the regular military. Yeah. Right. Right. But they're scared to death. Of, of each other, yeah, they're like it, always at odds and yeah. like angry. Like the military wants to just have all the power, and they're mad that they can't. And it's just, it's a weird dynamic. It just, it makes me think that I need to go back and brush up on Russian history. Yes, because I'm kind of so. like it has that kind of like here's the government, and then there's KGB, who's like hmm. clearly going to try to take over because they they're the shadow government anyway, or whatever. Yeah, it just. I'm like, hmm, I feel like I'm missing... We we read 1984 recently in some of the supplementary... Like, that yeah. is also a good... Mm. It, it, the writers often said that, that imagining a society that actually went into that Orwell kind of place. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and all the, the fucking, like, it's for the children, which gives me the creeps because of some <laughs> um, occurrence of mm. things that are happening in our culture right now. But, like, yeah... Okay. There's so I like the Cardassians in the oh, the way a writer likes a good villain. Mm-hmm. Like everything mm-hmm. is very well done. Also with Kai Wynn. Like yes. I I hate Kai Wynn, but I love that she is there and I think the actress is doing a fantastic job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I respect like 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 from a like an artist's right. point of view. Like I really respect She she's threading that line between like that that condescending thing she does with Kira where it's like, Hello my child mm-hmm. while being wholly evil yeah. behind Walk it. Walk with yeah. the prophets. Yeah. You, the prophets do what I say. I interpret <laughs> what the prophets say, so you should just do what I say. I mean, the, and Ben is like No, I know who the prophets. The prophets know me. I I am technically half a prophet, but that's a spoiler for season seven. <laughs> like, I am on their gift list. They send me a birthday card every year. Kylan's like, I wish I got a birthday card. <laughs> and I think that's why, because Garrick was, by all accounts, part of the Obsidian Order, yes. correct? Yeah. And then Gold Ducat is a pure military man. Yeah. And those two hate each other. Yeah. And I don't know if that came through too much in this season, but it definitely does later. And it's so, it, it's it's kind of, like, didn't it pop up a little bit in the... Um, Civil defense? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. When Carrick is just, like, you know, calling him an idiot for all this yeah. stuff. But, like... It's like, you only do this because you want to bang Kira. And Gold is <laughs> like, you've embarrassed me in front of all of my friends. Right. <laughs> Um, and then later we get to see more of Garrick um, in his kind of two-parter, uh, Improbable Cause, and the die is cast. Is that the one where he's talking about, um, uh, is that the one where Julian's telling him about the boy who cried wolf and, and yes. all of that? And the, the lesson he came away with was like, never tell the same lie twice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this man's a genius. I love it. <laughs> it's like that. It's spoken like a true spy. It's CIA versus NSA. Ah! Okay, never mind. We're fine. <laughs> So there's there's all this great like subterfuge going on yeah. that I appreciate. And we're gonna learn more about them and, and, and how broken their system is because mm-hmm. they yes. are they are super primed to be absolutely taken over by the first aggressive species that just wanders over and says, Hey, remember when Cardassia was great? 
Jesus. We will. Puts on, <laughs> puts on a red hat. <laughs> Make Cardassia great again. Fuck. I mean, yeah. To just. Okay, and uh, so so deeper into the sci-fi part of it, as opposed to the very uncomfortable parallels with our own society, I dig and hate the fact that Cardassia is just so used to using fucked up shit to get what they want. Because, like, in the second skin episode, apparently, like, no one was questioning the fact that they would have an operative who would, like, literally go in surgery and then delete their memories so they could be more, <laughs> a, a better undercover agent. And, like, no one was arguing about whether, like, well, th- that just seems unethical and, and, and immoral and improbable. No, everyone's like, yeah, no, this is just a thing we do all the time. <laughs> it's a city order. Just we got tons of people with deleted memories out there running around with faces that aren't their own. Like, yeah, it's just, like, what we do. It gets real confusing, guys. It gets real confusing. That's why you have to lock up in a room with, like, cool little tape recorders or whatever. And I'm just like, how fucked up is that? I it just... <laughs> It boggles my mind. And I say, like, I'm not saying that we can't ever get there because, let's face it, we're kind of fucking fascist. (laughs) But, like, just the idea of a government that's totally okay with taking a young operative, surgically altering them to look totally different, removing their memories, and putting in somebody else's for, like, some type of weird sleeper agent thing. And then just going, like, all right, bye. Good luck, kid. Well, then, then there's the episode, it, like, that wasn't that great, but with the Cardassian scientists who are there doing mm-hmm. the thing, the communications array or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, yes, like, honey. then the third one shows up, and you kind of like the scientists. You're like, oh, these people are cool. I'd hang right. out with them. Then the third girl shows up, and you're like, instantly everyone is, like, weird around her. And I'm like, how does nobody figure it out that she's Obsidian Order? Right, Like, yeah. their she's mood changed vibe. instantly. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And it was just, like... It's yeah. the fear that they've, like, instilled in right. everything. It's an intelligence agency <laughs> completely built of operatives that show up at a party and the vibe dies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it like... shows that Cardassian society, I think, has those little bits of things that could be great, could make them a wonderful society. Because, like, yes, they harp on the for the children thing, but in the little pieces you get to see of people, of some Cardassians with their children, they're actually right. good parents. Yeah. I'm sure not all of them are, but... Like, uh, the, the, the guy that Kira picks up, like, he seems like he would have been a pretty good dad. Yeah. And, like, the way Goldacott even talks about his kids, like, mm-hmm. if that was, his life was like, oh, my family and my children, he might have actually been a good, you know, humanoid. The thing that he says, with like, the only thing my son is going to remember is that this event kept his dad away from him on his yes. birthday. Yes. And, like, that's. True. Yeah. I think they're going to remember some other stuff. No, they will. Yeah. Pat Jr. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who, like, wouldn't even think about the kid at all in a situation like that. Or not, not that deeply. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're just going to, like, I need to get back to my son because he was going to do this, that, or the other. Okay, but the, the unspoken part about that, I need to get back to my son. I need to get back to my legitimate children. Because yeah, there's a lot of that. other children I have. Remember, I was uh, the prefect of Bejor for a while. That's true. And <laughs> I like me some uh, Bejoran ladies. That's <laughs> true. I mean, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, like, you know, they're, they're racist, nationalistic pigs. You know. Right. And they don't like Shakespeare. There's really weird bits of culture that come out in that Garrick episode that I kind of like yeah. cracked me up. How all of their thrillers 
all of the all of the suspects are guilty of something. You just don't know which crime matches which suspect. Yeah, it should. Like, what a weird way to tell stories. It should be like a, a guess. Mat, mat, take take the puzzle pieces and match them together. Like. In Cardassian uh, literature, everyone's guilty. <laughs> Everyone God, is guilty of something in Cardassian. Fucking brutal. <laughs> you really responded to facets. Yeah. Let's talk about facets. Yeah. A little yes. Bit. Yeah, I really dug facets. I came away really wanting to know more about the trills. And yeah. I was, I too was thinking about Eris's D&D game that you were talking about putting together. Oh, yeah. I was like, I would think I would want to be a trill. I think you would too. Yeah. I think you would dig that. The multiple. It's like, I'm just pulling from this one host memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I just want to know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you will. You will. How soon? Space Nine. I mean, okay. Jedzy is a major character, so you'll deal with that a lot. I mean, we've already covered a lot of territory, and that we've been to the Trill home world and kind of unpacked mm-hmm. some things there. Um, but as we go on, we'll, we'll, we'll learn more, and then Discovery does some more uh, Trill stuff mm-hmm. in its later seasons. So mm-hmm. yeah, including more of the get to know your former hostie bits. That, oh, they cool. have a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and embracing the the gender fluidity that's only kind of t- t- hinted at in a '90s TV sort of way with mm-hmm. Jedzia. They go, full, they, they're like all in on that. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah. If you can just sort of like, well, I have to run through another body, so yeah. let's try something different. I'm gonna roll the rolodex to see what I haven't mm-hmm. done yet. <laughs> it, I, what I love about facets is like we talk about those. Like the TNG genre of episode of like, oh, Brit Spiner gets to be a weird little guy this week, and then we've had a lot of Avery Brooks gets to be a weird little guy this week. <laughs> this week, everybody gets to be a weird as weird a little guy as they want to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Kira's Quark. weird little guy. Oh, yeah. Quark. Yeah. Quark. But I love that he 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 had a different um, like he could still access. The quirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, Be like, oh, my host like, body wants to say something. And Fuck like, you, Jadzia. Tell anybody and I will kill you. Like, I love that. I mean, all curious, just like, <laughs> I'm a little old grandmother who probably had people murdered. <laughs> I just, that was so good. No, that reminded me, that reminded me of my weird naked grandma. <laughs> From last episode, remember? <laughs> How can we forget? <laughs> Weird naked grandma. Listen, it's my house. I can walk around naked in it if I want. And Avery- Fine, I'll put on a robe for you. Oh my god, people these days. <laughs> and Avery Brooks got to be so much of a weird little guy that you're not entirely sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're yes. not entirely sure which part of that personality was actually Cisco and how much of it was I a serial killer. Really and how much didn't... of it was just Avery Brooks. Right. Yeah. I I really did not know where the episode was going because I thought the rest of the episode was going to be like trying to get the weird psychopath out of mm. out of Cisco. Mm. I, I was not expecting the whole Odo thing it's a at good all. Yeah. 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 Although, what if they never really took the psychopath out of Cisco? I don't think they. Uh... I would explain a lot of developments <laughs> in later seasons. Cisco's like, it's fine. Yeah, we're, maybe we're, we're maybe use a little bit of psycho. <laughs> yeah. Every good captain needs a psychopath. Yeah. Just a little, just a little one. Just a little yeah. one in the back of the brain going like, I, I could kill that guy. <laughs> and Renee Aubergeois gets to play a very different air uh, yeah. in the episode when he channels Curzon. And, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And it's kind of the admission, like, everybody talks about, ooh, Curzon, 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 Curzon is an honorable Ben. And it, it, it's absolutely like, yeah, Curzon is kind of a piece of shit sometimes. Can he leave now? <laughs> That's yeah. where the episode got a little creepy and icky for me. It's just, like, right, it was like, yeah. oh, I was in love with you. So, like, yeah. so is Jadzia now in love with herself? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused. I liked the... Or drink- does it give her a confidence boost? I, I love the drinking and gambling, Curzon. Do not like the student-teacher relationship thing happening. Mm, yeah. 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 Curzon, great at a party, bad at the office. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted, like... Like, I, I wish what ended up with that episode was, like, Jadzia going, like, okay, everyone else was really cool, and Curzon apparently was just a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he did cool stuff, but his entire thing was he was the best gambler drinker. Yeah. And that's it. He was the best Why gambler... Why he had so many friends with Klingons. Yeah. Like... <laughs> He was a diplomat, but that because he was just the best at gambling and drinking. And she's like, well, fine then. Maybe I'm holding myself up to too high of a standard. I've got this <laughs> asshole who I apparently worshipped or whatever. And it turns out that he's just some drunkard who likes to gamble and should probably somebody inside to an Addicts Anonymous program. And horny in a bad way. Right. <laughs> Extremely horny. Yeah. Although I do like that one of his first instincts as this merged person was to go mess with Quark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like, oh, I know what I gotta do. Because <laughs> right? he's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> But also, why has not Jadzia turned around, looked at Curzon Odo, and then looked at Cisco and be like, best friends, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Right. This, this guy. This guy? Like, really? Like, ben, did you have sex with my Emir Universe counterpart? No. 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 What are you talking no, about? Why would I do that? You're like my I best good cat- little sister, older brother friend. <laughs> I have mastered the Vulcan eyebrow lift for a reason. <laughs> so we're starting to run low on time. I want to hear what some predictions for. We're almost at halfway through Deep Space Nine. Some predictions yeah. for where the show is going. Just generally, just throw some whatever gut feelings you have. It does not even have to be. I'm interested to see what happens with the Maquis because I mm. feel like I feel like we're gonna get. Quite a bit more drama from them. I agree. On Deep Space Nine and on other shows. Yeah. 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 I'm interested to see, because we've already seen Tom Riker yep. go and join the Maquis. So I, I kind of low-key wonder if there's not going to be somebody else that does, too. I do, too. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> Mac does that, I'm just like, I don't, I have no, I like, he does it and my brain stops and I go like, who can it be? <laughs> two. I'm thinking of two characters we've already met who turn coat to the Mar- Maquis at, at varying levels. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, <clears throat> I'm going to say Jake, maybe. Interesting. And. Yeah, he, he made too many jokes about that. Yeah. <laughs> that would break Ben's heart pretty bad. Yeah. It would. Go bring in his kid. Yeah. I just, I really want Nog to get into Starfleet. Yeah. That's what I see. I don't know if I have predictions. Okay. I just have wants. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's yeah. the same vicinity. Keep talking. I want. I want Nog to be in Starfleet. I yeah, want to see sure. this Eris, 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 whatever fucking the rebel, the the rebel versus the Dominion from like a couple seasons ago, uh, where she's like, it turns out I have like secret mind powers and blah blah blah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. I want to see her again, just because it's like, wow, that just seems to be. A drop in for nothing. Mm. <laughs> like she was in one episode and then she was like, Tee. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked off. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I really want Jake to go to that writer school. I want him to be a writer. I want him I... to I want him to publish a novel mm-hmm. and that way Cisco can be like, 
Like, my son wrote a book, and it's... About us. Don't know how I feel about it, and Jake's like, no, I'm James Patterson. (laughs) I feel like Jake gives strong, um, like, burnout vibes. (laughs) So I kind of, I'm going to take back what I said about him joining the Maquis, and I think it'll be Cassidy. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting idea. Okay. Okay. Like, like burnout as in, like, Hunter S. Thompson, kind of? Like, like I think Jake, I, I think Jake will write his book. I think you're right. But I think that's all he does. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. I think that's kind of all he amounts to. I, I I would love to see Cisco have to, like, navigate the whole, like, I'm the captain of Deep Space Nine. I'm very important. I'm also an emissary. Be like, what about your kid? Be like, yeah, he just kind of, he has an apartment. Because a lot of weed. Because I'm like, oh, lives with me. <laughs> because, frankly, I do, there are times when I want to be Jake. I was like, the, guy, the kid's a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's that's like, I don't like the fact that he was dating a 20-year-old, but I also respect the fact that yeah. he was able to get a 20-year-old, you yeah, know? It's, like, like, it's that, that bad, uh, bad double decision. standard of, like, way to go, kid. Lady, come over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I do not like this. You should stop the relationship for his sake, but the fact that he was able like, to, like, pull one... <laughs> Jake, you're living your best life. Ma'am, if you can come over here to Oda's office. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it, like, yeah, he hustles. Like, he, like, basically a pool hustler, because I don't know what the Dom fuck. Shot. Yeah. I don't know what that is. That's the game that uh, Picard was playing when he got stabbed in that It's a Wonderful Life episode. When the Nausicaan stabbed him in the heart, they were playing Dom Jot. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I remember the bar yeah. fight. I don't remember what fucking... So it was wait, it was game. pool. It was very pool-like, yeah. yeah. He's a pool hustler! Fuck yeah! <laughs> so I'm just... Okay. Mm, anyway. There's something about a good pool hustler. <laughs> I can't and make And he's a writer. He writes poetry. <laughs> I can't make predictions because I've seen the thing. Yeah. But I want to see more of, like, Odo and Court going toe-to-toe. Yeah. Um, they're my favorite little buddy cop thing that we got going on. I... The, the the episode Visionary wasn't, like, that high on my list of anything. However, there's a great line in there where... This is the one where O'Brien's kind of traveling through time. But there's a great line in there where Odo's like, Okay, I'm on the case. I'm going to do some investigations. And he starts naming all the people he's going to investigate. And they all make sense. And then he gets to Quark. And Cisco looks at him. He's like, I always investigate Quark. <laughs> he's like... He's always up to something. Yeah, like, why would I not investigate Quark for everything that happens on this station? And I love that. It's yeah. just, like, automatic for him. <laughs> and he's he's frequently not wrong. There's usually Quark. Quark isn't the There's instigator. There. Yes. But he's just like, I absolutely saw those two idiots talking in the back of my bar. Here's the recording I made of them. Thank you yes. very much. And Quark's willing to make a deal. Like, yeah. if you will ignore this other scheme I have... <laughs> I will help you with your investigation that you have about the murderers. Uh, murder is bad for business. Right. I have a flash drive where I've secretly, but you've been secretly recording all your patrons. Can we just gloss over yeah. that? Like, solution oriented. Oh, oh God. God. And I need you to not watch as wrong quit the craze. Yes. No. So I, I want, I want more of that. Yes. They're okay. my favorite little, little duo. Some of what you guys have said has been right on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it, not so much. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So Jake doesn't but turn it down. I'm surprised <laughs> by some of the things you hit upon where I was like, yeah. hit the target right on the nose. Bam shabam. Yeah. Uh, Worf's going to be in the next season, so that will add a dynamic there. There'll be more Klingon stories, okay, cool. naturally. Is he in more than one episode? He is a main character for the rest of the show, oh. starting with the fourth season premiere. Oh my god. Yeah. 
I I Klingons and Frankie. I just want to see how that <laughs> that meshes, how that melds. Yeah, and you know, Worf coming from the super organized, always on top of things, Enterprise D two chaos place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, what's happening this week? I don't know. Quark stole the whole space station. <laughs> he did. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Be like, hey, it turns out, so Deep Space Mine is, is like half mall. <laughs> so now we have Paul Blart. <laughs> That's the whole vibe we have going here. And he's like, I came from the West Wing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that'll be in. You might see some new ships there that you'll, because uh, he'll have interactions with our, our, our but friends Warina. here. Done. No! I'm so sorry. No! Yeah. Not even, no! Not even addressed done. Just... Yeah. <laughs> By the time he reunites with the Next Generation crew, it's not even a topic of conversation. Boom! Yeah. I should at least mention it and be like, like, there should be like, this is we don't talk about there, <laughs> And not until Picard season three, like this year, was there even like a oblique reference to it where Riker was like, come on, can we not talk about that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which brings us to what we're going to go and do next. We're not going to do Deep Space Nine season four, even though it's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to get there with everybody because it's going to be a good time. But we're going to move to Voyager season one. Okay. <sighs> Nothing good about Voyager. Oh, I love that. I've been talking to her. It might have just been me. Voyager is a tricky needle to thread. Uh, It is Star Trek. It has an interesting concept. You mentioned Maquis. Maquis play a big role in Voyager. So you're going to see a little more of that. It tried to launch a whole new TV network, so they were trying to be a particular kind of show. Mm-hmm. UPN? UPN, yeah. UPN's oh. first show. First note, welcome to UPN, the network that's going to be around forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Star Spoilers. Trek Voyager was the premiere, yeah. Um, okay, so like they bit off more than they could chew in that kind of sense? Uh, they were trying to be a very network show. Like TNG and Deep Space Nine were both syndicated shows, so they could mm-hmm. afford to be a little weirder, a little, you know, push the boundary because the sh- the network owned the show and they just made money off it. They sold it to local stations to air whenever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And Voyager not only was a network show in prime time, it was trying to launch a whole new, not cable, broadcast network, a mm-hmm. fourth network. So they had to reach for the lowest common denominator. Mm. Uh, They've got an interesting concept in the show. They only intermittently live up to it. The writing has some challenges. Mm -hmm. That being said, there is a a certain population of Star Trek fandom that swears by the show. Now, I hated it when it aired. Mm. I have come to peace with it. <laughs> when when the show is at its best, it's not a bad show. How many seasons are there? Seven. Seven. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's entirely possible, and I had this thought a couple days ago, we might end up pulling a TOS on, on this and be like, you know what? I'm going to come up with a curated list of all seven seasons. We're going to do two shows on Voyager at all. Mm. We'll see how we're doing. We're, we'll see how we're feeling after season one. Okay. okay. Because there's some... Some stuff in there that's great. I'm curious to see what you guys actually think about it. Because there may be some things that you really respond to. And yeah. some things that frustrate you. 
And I'm curious to see what the response is. That was my thing going into, I was like, okay, so watching this with people who've never seen it before and getting to see it through someone else's eyes, I wondered if that would shift my perception of it as well. Because, yeah, like, I don't like it. And what's interesting to me is that it's, yeah, the writing falls flat most of the time for me. The characters, the the characters fall flat for me too, but it's not the actors. They've got some great actors, like Kate Mulgrew can act circles around a lot of people. A lady captain. But Mm. they don't give her her due most of the time. She could be a much more dynamic character than she is, and she's not for me. Everyone's like on a leash a little bit. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, it's a network leash. This is... The new jewel, it, like Deep Space Nine is going to be its weird self, but Voyager is going to be diet TNG. Yeah. Occasionally. And then occasionally it'll be like, oh, we're just this scrappy little crew trying to do this impossible thing. That's when it's great. When it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to do this thing. And I don't know if we're going to do a thing, but I, I, you know, I have faith of the heart, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's an inside joke for not is. us. Yeah. 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 We'll get to Enterprise for eventually. You one day. <laughs> A couple uh, years from now. <laughs> no, really not that far. We're speeding through it. I mean, yeah, we're going to be done are. with Deep Space Nine in the first part of next year, and Voyager will be done pretty quick, and yeah, we're speeding through. But I'm really, really interested to hear your guys' thoughts off of season one, which is not all that bad of a season. Like, it takes a couple years for this thing to really feel like it's never going to quite come together. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's got a really, I think, a strong pilot. The first episode is good, um, and they're are interesting characters. There's some characters where you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you're telling me that blank is blank, but also blanks with blank? <laughs> I'm very frustrated with that. I'm going to have a rant in that first episode where it's like, you're telling me. Yeah. I, I, t- I there was the blanks I put in my favorite blank, which is yeah. fuck. And so I was like, so and so fucks with so and so, but also fucks so. I'm like, I don't know, Matt. That sounds like a soap opera to me. <laughs> One of those blanks well. was fuck. Yes! <laughs> One of those blanks was two years old. I, oh. Yeah! <laughs> and we'll talk about that next time on The Holiday Express. I